Welcome to Walked Into a Bar. This is the show where three brothers get to hang out and chat. Uh, we live a long way away from each other, so we really dig this. Uh, but the three of us are professionals. My name's Phil. I'm a lawyer. Uh, Matt, who is not here right now, is an engineer. And Ben is the youngest brother. He's a pastor. And today we have a special guest with us, my friend Chancey Marshall, who is like a brother to the, to us, but uh, you might rem- not family. You, you might, might remember, remember him. him. Yeah. Yeah. You might remember him from uh, our second episode, I believe it was, where Chance was a special guest with us. Uh, and he's filling in for Matt because Matt is recovering from a small medical procedure. And he'll be back with us hopefully next week. Uh, he's so no anyway, longer a man. Well, that, <laughs> not, I'm not as good as he is, but that's okay. We should go there. We shouldn't go there. Chancey, you're right. You're not as good as he is. You're better. Sorry, Matt. Oh. But uh, anyway. Welcome to the show. We hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, let's get right into things. Um, so you may notice behind me an airplane model, because I am a nerd. I build airplane models. I have a fascination with aviation, especially military aviation. Uh, before you and get into so, the nerdy stuff, though, uh, but, uh, hey, um, I was, I'm going to cut you roll. off. I was on a yeah. roll. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was uh, bad. You're killing <laughs> it me, It was smalls. really bad. I want to I wanna just point something out. We have a lawyer a computer technician and a pastor yep. and they walk into yep. a bar it still sounds like a bad joke still 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 it sounds does. like a bad joke it does. It sounds worse which is why you should worse. never say it again uh i tell you what anyway i'm more nerdy phil i've got all these computer games for a commodore 64 and 128 behind me so mr marshall are those five and a quarter floppy disks they most certainly are Maybe you should pull one out so our younger viewers understand what a five and a quarter floppy disk is. I'm more nerdy. I have books next to me. Oh, let's um, not get started on the library. Did you not see the library? Well, no, hold on. I have a book called Communicating for a Change. Oh, that doesn't, you got to pull it out of the wrapper, Chancey. Pull it out of the wrapper. Pull it out of the wrapper. I understand. Kids, that's a five and a quarter floppy in What's floppy that? disk drive. And that is, that is what we used when I was your age. What, no, when I was your age. To play video games. Phil was older. And it took, it took like 20 of them to hold a small video game. It was crazy. Uh, anyway. Uh, more like five. Before I was so rudely interrupted by my brother. You're right. You were rudely uh, interrupted. Military aviation. And the sweet spot for military aviation was World War II, obviously. Just um, so much going on. So much tragedy in the air. Uh, and, and so much uh, valiant... Um, fighting by by men on both sides of the conflict um and one of the greatest stories that come that came out of world war ii was the story of the eighth air force bomber pilots um who flew from england and bombed targets in german occupied europe uh trying to devastate the nazi regime and there's been a great portrayal of that in the movie memphis bell uh now i'll say it's a great portrayal i won't say it's an accurate portrayal uh, but it is a great movie. I think it's a good watch. And so the movie for today is Memphis Bell. When was that uh, produced, Phil? Uh, oh, you would ask 90. a specific date. It was, you know, yeah, about 90. 90. Chancy, Chancy, I didn't ask you. Uh, <laughs> we're not doing trivia this week, are we? Come on. <laughs> no. We Don't should be, but no. You're right, we should. Yeah, 1990. Um, the Memphis Bell is a story of a, of a bomber crew who flew a, a Boeing B-17, and they were on their 25th mission which at the time that the uh, movie is set to take place would have been the number of missions you had to successfully complete before your tour of duty was done and you could go home. And this is the story of that. How many did you say you had to complete? 25 at this time. Okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. And the Memphis Bell is the first crew to complete their 25 flights for their tour of duty. 
Well, we can first. get into some factual disputes here. Uh, ben, first of all, I'd like to say you not paying attention. I, I talked to some of your teachers from high school, and they said, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, uh, they anyway, <laughs> the Memphis Bell was, they were in fact, boring. <laughs> it was the first, it was supposed to be the first crew that uh, finished their 25 missions tour of duty and, and went home. There's some debate among scholarly circles uh, whether that is actually the case or not. The Memphis Bell was, in fact, a real B-17 bomber, uh, and it was memorialized as the first uh, bomber to finish its 25 missions. Its crew finished its 25 missions and go home. And the Memphis Bell is currently restored and residing in the United States Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio. So you can actually go and see the real Memphis Bell. Mm -hmm. This movie is uh, not about the real Memphis Bell. What's interesting is some of the filmmakers in World War II did actually go on the final mission of the Memphis Bell, and uh, they filmed that final mission and came back, and a, and a small movie was made about it. It wasn't a, a movie like we think of it. It was more of a documentary, uh, and that's available on Amazon Prime for free last time I checked, so I'd encourage you all to go check it out. This is a, a characterization of that produced in the 1990s, I believe 1990, as Chancey said. And it stars uh, some pretty famous actors. John Lithgow is in it. Um, little known fact, uh, Sean Astin is in the movie. Rudy, yeah. That's Rudy. Right. That's right. Uh, Rudy was, was one of his good roles, but not as good as, um, oh, what is his name in this movie? I can never remember. No, I thought. Rascal. Rascal. I thought um, Rudy, Rudy was great. Job, but role. still not as good as his role as Samwise Gamgee in Lord of the Rings. Uh, and then also Harry Connick Jr., the crooner, yes. plays plays a role in this movie as Wasn't well. Wasn't this his first big hit? Uh, I think this may have been his first actual silver screen appearance. I, I could uh -huh. be wrong about that. I but he so. does show off the pipes and sings quite a bit in the movie. It's a, it's a great flick. I encourage you to go watch it if you haven't. It um, so why don't we talk a little bit about the movie? Um, who wants to go first? Ben? Chansey? Chansey. <laughs> I, I just love the movie. Yeah. Um, planes are great. I like the older planes. It is a wonder how, how little fuel fighter jets carry, and so they're not there to support them very much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they show up and they kind of take off. Yep, yep. I, I, I did rewatch it here two nights ago, and I have to say, just how many aces did we have in bomber crews? <laughs> because flying 25 missions in hostile territory, how many 109s those guys shut down? Well, again, the movie's a character caricature of, of what actually happened, so I don't think you can well, quite take quite take that into account. There, I, I, I'm not I'm not aware of any bomber gunners becoming aces in World War II. It was just a question that I thought about when thinking about that many missions and that contested airspace. There were, uh, if you look at the real Memphis Bell, you'll notice that some gun positions had multiple kills. They had, mm -hmm. uh, I think, several of them. One or two of them, for sure. Maybe three had two, uh, two kills per position, and those swastikas are painted on, uh, on the Memphis Bell as kill markings. So, hmm. wow. I appreciate the movie. It was a movie I grew up with. Um, I rewatched it a couple of days ago. Uh, I thought it was better when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, it's not terrible. I want you to hear this. It's not bad. But it's very, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it, it, now after watching it with so many other movies mm -hmm. that are similar in genre to this, it's like, uh, it didn't have the punch that it used to have, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, still a great movie, still a fun movie. If you've never seen it, I would recommend it. Um, 
but I would recommend, honestly, I'd recommend Pearl Harbor over this uh, for action, adventure, and love. Um, yeah, there's not there, really love in this one. There's no love story, but I feel like it, it leaves you, I think it leaves you, la it, it leaves you wanting more of something, but not that story. Sure, sure. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Do you think part of the reason why it doesn't have the punch today that it did back then is just because the caliber of the production of movies has gone up so oh, high yeah. recently? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you watch it because it's a classic. Mm -hmm. That's how I yeah. feel. You watch it because it's a classic. You don't watch John Wayne because of the phenomenal acting. You watch John Wayne because he's John freaking Wayne. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, the Duke. And so you grab your your glass of a little whiskey. I don't do this anymore. But you grab your little glass of whiskey and you sip some whiskey while you watch some John Wayne. You watch that mm -hmm. McClintock. Watch right. him spank that woman because it's a classic. And and then remark how far things have come from then. Oh, so glad you live in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. So no comment. Um, the only other thing I'd like to add about the Memphis Bell is is um, you should definitely watch the movie uh, again. The nineteen I think we decided nineteen ninety. Nineteen nineties, yeah. But you should definitely also watch the nineteen forty three. I think it was forty three or forty four production. Uh, I want to say it was John Ford who filmed it, but I could be wrong about that. It's one of those famous Hollywood movie makers who went over and, and flew on the mission. Several camera people died on that mission because the planes they were in were shot down. Um, it was a very real thing. And if you start looking at the losses that our nation suffered in World War II, um, the, the majority of them, is, is what I recall, the majority of them were 8th Air Force bomber uh, crews. There, there was a very high loss of life. And that's because there were 10 crew members per B-17 bomber and, and about 10 crew members per B-24 bomber. And they were shot down. Um, a point there, Bill, about 200,000 air crew members lost yeah. their lives. Yeah. Wow. And, just a, um, and a lot of them. Just so we know, the writer of this is Monte Merrick. Uh, mm -hmm. The director is Michael Catton-Jones. Yep. So. Mm -hmm. okay. Sounds about right. Um, one of the very unique things about this movie, one of the reasons why I will always love Memphis Bell, is because it was produced in 1990, there was this little thing called CGI that really wasn't around then, mm -hmm. wasn't being used anyway, mm -hmm. uh, like it is now. And so every one of the B-17s that you see taking off is a real B-17. They formed a very large armada of the then flying B-17s for this movie. And um, some of those planes no longer exist because they've crashed and been written off. Some of them no longer fly because they've been relegated to uh, static museum pieces. But a lot of them do still fly, uh, and that's a great thing. They made so many B-17s, and they were used for so many different things after the war that we're lucky enough to have a lot of them still flying yep. um, as, as memorials for those 200,000 aircrew who passed away uh, preserving our rights and, and fighting tyranny. Um, it's a really great movie to check out. It really kind of portrays the... Um, the, the the struggle that these individuals went through as they tried to get to their missions as world war ii progressed and as the air battle became easier over time because of our air dominance the crews had to go through more missions they had to hold on to more missions 35 45 and i think at the end they, they ended somewhere around 50 so double the number of missions before they could get to go home but the memphis bell was highly regarded as the first crew to right. hit their 25 mission mark there is some speculation that maybe there was a crew that hit it before them. 
but the Memphis Bell was the one that was honored for it. The Memphis Bell is the one who went back and did the war bond uh, drive. Tour. Wasn't it? I mean, that that time, that day and time, it was a it was still you know pretty racist back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the the idea is that possibly a crew of you know a different color, a different race, mm-hmm. were the ones to um, actually complete the first twenty five. Correct. No, no. Uh-uh. Oh, that's what no. I've heard. To, to my knowledge, there was never an African-American 8th Air Force bomber crew. Oh, okay. Um, the, only, the only squadron that I'm aware of that flew that was African-American was Red the Red Tails. Tails. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the Red Tails movie that HBO did or whoever did, horrible movie. Just Disney? a very bad, I don't know who did it. It was not good. It's on um, Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus, but I don't think Red it was. Red Tails? A, yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. a Disney production. Uh, not a very good representation. More about Flash and... Uh, and and sizzle um somebody There's needs somebody now. needs to do a great movie about the red tails because it was a phenomenal group of flyers they were. um mm-hmm. but no I, I believe the other crew was it was a different um eighth air force crew and to my knowledge the eighth air force never had an african-american bomber crew which is okay. terribly unfortunate yeah um anyway great mm-hmm. movie the the pilot of the memphis bell was a man named uh robert morgan uh robert morgan did name the plane after his girlfriend who he'd met in memphis when he was on training yeah. And after this tour of duty, he actually went home and instructor pilot for a while and then went back to the Pacific Theater and actually led the first B-29 mission against Japan. And so he, he is a very influential pilot with a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of things under his credit. Um, wasn't part of the nuclear group, the 509th, but he, was, uh, he did lead the first B-29 strike on mainland Japan when they brought the B-29s on towards the end of the war. That's cool. So, uh, probably enough trivia for most people to. I'm, to, uh, I'm, I'm just sitting here. here going, I think this is what happened. I honestly, you know, it, between yeah. you and me, internet, yep. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's why Phil was a history major, and I went to community school. I mean, I mean, went to uh, high school, college. I mean, I went yeah, to yeah. Mitchell you, Technical you, Institute. You have far less debt in college than I do, so yeah. we're, uh, we're going to stick with that. P.S. Um, I'm debt I was a history free. major too. Yeah. Yeah, so they're very smart with history. That's why I team up with them. Uh, <laughs> we, they are my crutches when it comes to history. Not that I don't enjoy history. I do enjoy history. Right. It's just n- not like they do. <laughs> anyway, so, to the crew so. of the Memphis Bell and to all of the our service members around the world, cheers. Thank cheers. you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who flies those airplanes, everyone who hits the ground, yep. and everyone who carries a gun for yep. the armed forces absolutely for those who don't carry a gun if you're if you're serving our country thank you thank you so let's go ahead and move on from that in an effort to maybe not have a 53 minute episode this week was that too boring for you guys let no, us know it in the wasn't comments. boring to me at all it wasn't boring i, <laughs> I loved every it. minute of it i wasn't talking to you <laughs> yeah i don't know how many views we got but i was no. talking to chancy chancy you said what <laughs> i said i enjoyed it thank you we're nerds so <laughs> Uh, let's talk a little bit about another love of mine and another love of my friend Chansey's and that is music oh yes uh people can't see it but this is well you can see that this is a piano behind me it's an electronic keyboard this is our music room as well as my model room um we've got my guitars out and we've got the piano and and some other things so let's talk about music and we're going to start off with Chansey we're gonna do this in somewhat chronological order so Chansey why don't you go ahead and get us rolling talking about some traditional forms of music well I, i'm really big into some bluegrass music uh 
full transitional bluegrass. Um, don't know if anybody's ever heard of them, but Celtic Woman. Absolutely love them. Now this is, um, that's the group, that's the group of women who do the Celtic um, songs. Uh, they, that... they do Gaelic, uh, more modern okay. flash with, uh, with their music. Okay. Um, a lot of fiddle, the, the voices. It's just very, very beautiful and put together very, very well. Um, which you go tr folk traditional and you kind of roll into some of your um, modern American music, uh, bluegrass. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like a little bit more modern bluegrass with uh, Alison Krauss, Union Station, Sierra Hull, um, heavy on the fiddle, heavy on mandolin, banjo, steel guitar, or the dobro um, with Jerry Douglas. And what's that for, Phil? Not a fan of the steel guitar. You don't I'm like not. the dobro, man? Well, you can, you can just guitar. leave. There's yeah. the door. It's right over there. Don't no. be, talking, don't be no, saying nothing not. against my Jerry there. Douglas. There. It's over there, I mean. There. there. I don't know where it is. I don't know anything about Jerry Douglas. Jerry Douglas is not a, not a performer that I've ever heard. I, I do... Uh, th this may alienate some of our viewers and i'm sorry not a fan of modern country and most of my exposure to the steel guitar leave has been through modern country unfortunately oh you need to listen to some good bluegrass then oh yeah i, I love bluegrass so i'm sure well, it'd be fine that's that. where you're gonna find the good steel guitar dobro it's what now, it's called in bluegrass, now so. but isn't a dobro a guitar body with a metal insert so it's still guitar, but once turned on its side, it's played kind of on its side. Yeah, okay. With slides. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So you, can so you mentioned leave, Phil. It, uh, You're not a music fan. Oh, I am. I could be wrong, but that's my understanding is they're very, very similar. So I know they produce a similar sound. I just don't mm -hmm. know how. Because the, the steel guitar, you know, I always think of as the, the lap steel, I think they call it, which is it's kind of on a on its own stand and can plug into an amp and things like that. Um, can. So I don't know if one's an evolution from the other or, or how that works, but whatever. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter one bit because <laughs> bluegrass is good music. It really is. It is. I actually, I actually have a mandolin kit that, uh, not a mandolin kit, I'm sorry, a um, dulcimer kit. Dulcimer that I'm supposed to be working on a friend of mine gave me and I haven't had a chance to really dig into it, but I really look forward to trying to dig into that and figuring that out. I really enjoy the hammered dulcimer, which is something completely different and more of a, it's not used a whole lot in bluegrass, is it? Nope. But it is used in more traditional folk Appalachian music. It is. My sister made a dulcimer in high school when we lived in nice. Kentucky. Nice. Is that a, a, a standard dulcimer or the hammer? It dulcimer? is. That's a wooden standard dulcimer. Yeah, um, one of my favorite one of my favorite artists, a Christian artist by the name of Rich Mullins, played the hammered dulcimer. And uh, Ben's shaking his head because we weren't supposed to talk about Christian music, but here I am. The hammered dulcimer is a beautiful instrument when it's played uh, correctly. It's just it's gorgeous. I, to correct you, Phil, I didn't say let's not talk about Christian music. I just said let's not pick a Christian genre. Uh, okay. Okay. Because that was what we literally had to force feed ourselves with growing up. Uh, I, I was told I had to force feed myself that even through high school, like no, this music in our house, no, this music in our house. Uh, Phil was allowed Leanne rhymes cause he had a crush on her. Um, yeah, she was cute. <laughs> was, but was, 
once upon a time not long ago <laughs> uh, also anyway. i used to listen to country music used to yeah so yeah. so it's just it's, we, we were we were raised on southern gospel yeah well christian music it, back when we were younger christian music isn't what it is today that's like, that's no, very true it's um, not. christian music has come a long way um, yeah, I don't think they're where the secular world is talent wise. I think they have a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong, but I think we are still lacking a little something. So, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I think there's a lot of older Christian music. that's far superior to what we're hearing today. If I turn on a Christian radio station today, it all sounds the same to me. Oh yeah. I, there's, I there's agree. nobody, there's nobody pushing the bounds musically. There's nobody stretching things musically. That's getting airtime. Yeah. Um, there are those artists out there but they're just not getting airtime. Well, I think let's, I, let's, let's not beat this dead horse and, and let's, well, let's stay on top. Last, of a last bit. thing to that, because I, I kind of want to fight for <laughs> Christian music because I, Oh, absolutely. You know, I love it. Um, elevation worship is putting a new twist on worship music. They are. They I don't are. care what anyone says yep. about that church, about the pastor. I think they are doing things the right way, a new way. And I believe that if you don't like them, you need to redo your theology because uh they do hit a lot of things on the head they might say things different but you check out because you didn't like what they said um we're not going to argue about this so anyway uh phil i i watched them week in week out so but their their music their music is on point their music is on point there's there you're absolutely right i love i love some of their worship stuff there's in, in my opinion one of the best subgenres of Christian music today is worship music. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much going on in that. But that's not their... that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the stuff you hear when you turn on a contemporary Christian radio station where it's 10th Avenue North, yeah. uh, 10th Avenue North, Casting Crowns, 10th Avenue North, and that's yeah. I can't do it. Um, if if you have a chance, check out Rattle by Elevation Worship. It'll it's a game changer. I haven't listened to that one yet. I need to listen to that. It's new. Go check. I've it. Heard I have so not heard it. I've heard so many good things about it. I need to do that. Um, so apologies if you can hear the coffee grinder going in the background. We are coffee addicts in my house. No we apologies. We have to prep for, for tomorrow morning. Not apologizing to you, Ben. I'm apologizing to our viewers. All Don't two apologize. You're right. Um, we had more than two so... last week. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. You know That's what? Three. If you haven't subscribed yet, you hit that subscribe button. Hit that and subscribe button. Hit that like button. While you're hitting that subscribe button, that like button, that heart button, because you love us hit the notification bell it's a little because bell if you're a, if you're on youtube and you haven't subscribed to us shame on you and if you haven't hit the notification button but you hit the subscribe button shame on you you need to get that notification saying hey they've uploaded let's go check out their wow. video Ben's just sharing it shame on moo Ben's feeling his oats a little bit. We love you all, whether you subscribe or like or not. Chance you, you know what? If you don't subscribe and like, <laughs> cut off. Oh, no, Ben. We got to work off. on you. I thought you were the pastor. I am. I you know you what? what? You know what I've realized? You uh -oh. don't get first by being nice, okay? Uh, that's <laughs> true. Kidding. That's true. So, dragging us way back off that rabbit trail. Chancey mentioned that he likes Allison Krauss. I like Allison Krauss. I think she's a very great musician. I thought and, it was a uh, D. <laughs> I'm gonna smack you. Um, and, and I listened to Alison Krauss on occasion. But Alison Krauss, uh, I don't know, about a decade ago, maybe a little yeah. longer than that, yeah. did, did a collaboration with somebody by the name of Robert Plant. Yes, yeah, she mm. did. Robert Plant, uh, some of our viewers don't know, was the lead singer for a little band 
from England known as Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. That's right. So I'm going to talk about getting the lead out. I'm going to talk about classic rock. Um, Like Ben said, we were raised in a, in a home where we listened to a lot of Christian music and I love Christian music, the newsboys, the DC Petra, Petra, Petra Petra was really where my heart was at. I listened to a little bit of striper. And so when I got out of the house and started listening to some, some, um, more, more secular music, I was naturally drawn to classic rock because Petra really was a classic rock sound. Um, Petra means rock. Petra means rock. Thank you for interrupting me. Um, it really was a classic rock sound that was spreading the gospel. And, and so I really enjoy that. But I started listening to more of the secular stuff, started listening to people like Eric Clapton, started listening to Led Zeppelin because I'd watched Wayne's World, one of my favorite movies. And Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time, excellent. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, you know, there's this particular scene where he goes into a music store and Garth goes and plays the drums and Wayne grabs the Stratocaster. He starts playing this lick and the salesperson stops him and points at a sign and the sign says, no stairway to heaven. And Wayne says, no, no stairway. stairway denied. That's and right. I just had, I had to figure out what stairway to heaven was all about. And so I pumped a lot of Led Zeppelin in my dorm room. And I realized a couple of things. Number one, I realized the movie producers didn't have him play Stairway to Heaven. And I was, mm. I was blown away. I was shocked. I'm like, why wouldn't they have him play Stairway to Heaven? Found out later it's because uh, Led Zeppelin is a notorious blocker and they won't let anybody license their music. But uh, the other thing I found out was that Led Zeppelin, uh, Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, John Bonham, and John Paul Jones, um, they're geniuses. They're musical geniuses. The music that they came up with was so different than what anybody else had heard. They took the blues and they took jazz and they just ran with it. They, they ignored any bounds. They ignored any semblance of, well, this is how we do things. And they made up a whole new genre of music that became heavy metal. I'm not a big heavy metal fan, but Led Zeppelin started that genre really. Um, and some of their songs have become classics for so many reasons. If you put in a Led Zeppelin album, no two songs on that album sound alike. If you put two albums back to back, those two albums don't sound alike. They were constantly reinventing themselves, constantly adding in new sounds and trying to decide what they can do to challenge the music and to challenge themselves. And uh, that's one of the great things I like about classic rock. In general, classic rock is a melding of the blues and jazz and gospel and a few other things. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to say that somebody like Elvis started it, but really it was, it was a whole bunch of people. Um, the world just lost, uh, oh goodness, what is the guy's name? Buddy Holly. No, 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 no. Just, just the other day. The, uh, Little Richard. Oh, Little Richard. Oh, yeah. Little Richard passed away just the other day, and he, he was instrumental in starting um, rock and roll because of the voice and the way he used his voice. Elvis was instrumental because of the rhythms and how he did that, that sort of thing. Um, Chuck Berry with, um, with his tunes, just so many great people who kind of led up to things, but that's kind of, it kind of stayed Elvis, Chuck Berry, little Richard here in the United States. But in England, they did something completely different, right? They, they heard the blues and they heard those things and they took them to the nth degree. And that's where we get a lot of classic rock from. Clapton, I mentioned before. 
and, and the bands that he worked with. Um, the Stones. I can't stand the Rolling Stones, but but their impact on classic rock and on music in general is undeniable. The Who, um, some of those bands, just the tunes that you you know we we don't think a lot of today. What about the Ramones? We them so much. The Ramones. See, the Ramones were punk. That was something I never got it's into. Classic punk. Never. But it's not right. classic rock. It's not it's the same right classic punk rock. Now is not the time rock. to be bringing up the WHO. <laughs> oh wow! Oh so, Corona. 2019. Oh my! Off the rails. So anyway, classic rock is, is that that wonderful melody, and and we don't think a lot about it now because we know the songs because we hear them all the time. But if you were somebody that the the craziest thing you ever heard was Buddy Holly or Richie Valens, <laughs> um, and you'd hear something like the Rolling Stones or Eric Clapton and Cream, um, just blew people's minds. The Beatles were a little bit of that, but not quite there. So that's that's why I like classic rock. Uh, I'll always like rap classic rock, and uh, that's what I've got on that. Ben, you're so, gonna take us off the rails. Yeah. Um, so obviously we go folk to classic rock to country. No, um, hip hop. No. Hip hop. Hip to the hip to the. Sorry. Um, I shouldn't yeah. do that. I am not there. Uh, hip hop run dmc aerosmith it's not the original uh collab between classic rock and what what we consider classic rock now aerosmith is classic yep yep um they're a 1970s band that has made it uh people still listen to their music now so they, they did this song this little song with run dmc uh what is it called i'm walking this way I was going to say that. Walk this way. Talk this way. And it you was know, and it was a song was, that they had on their own first. Yeah. And they, uh-huh. they collabed with and Run big. DMC. And it just got bigger yep. uh, because they did that collab. And it just, you know, it just brought the two genres together and yep. said, hey, we yep. can do this. Yep. Um, in fact, Phil was talking about a band that later on, a guy by the name of uh, Puffy or P. Diddy or Puff Daddy. And <laughs> which which one do we choose? But he he took a song of Led Zeppelin's and he mm-hmm. made it into a hip hop song yep. with the movie yep. Godzilla back in the late '90s, and that song was Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. And so this this idea of hip hop collabing and doing things um, is amazing. But I want to talk about like early '90s hip hop, like MC Hammer, Vanilla oh, yeah. Ice, uh, the Beastie Boys. As the Beastie Boys are one of my favorite. Um, Vanilla Ice more. was Vanilla Ice was a hip hop collaborator with Classic Rock. Yeah, he was. Uh, no. He stole it. No, he was a thief. <laughs> he was sorry. a thief. He collabed by stealing by stealing um. the baseline from Queens under pressure. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So Queens, another classic rock band that that they broke yep. trends in classic yep. rock. Yep. Um, which was a, a phenomenal thing. Uh, but you have bands like Run DMC. You have guys like. Uh, uh, ice, ice cube, ice tea. <laughs> Surprisingly, ice cube, ice tea. You got uh, who are some of the other early '90s? Tupac, Biggie Smalls. Um, you had the battles in the '90s, and you know they ended in death, which was terrible. I don't think it should have gone there with music, but it did. Um, then you. It wasn't. You get, it wasn't the music driving that though. It was. 
I mean, that was gangster rap, and it was the oh, gangster yeah. part of things driving that, not the music. Oh yeah, yeah, but it shouldn't have ever gone there. They no, should have like have. somehow the publishers should have gotten in and said, "Hey, oh. you got to sever these ties." But that, that's Hawk neither. Hawk actually tried to get out of that. Hawk was good about that. I mean, he started yeah, out yeah, kind of hardcore, he did, and then he tried to pull kids out of it, and yeah. that's a, probably honestly what got him killed. But probably get into that too far we're but. not gonna get into any of that but i think we're too white to get into that um <laughs> it, it transitioned what i love about 90s is that it it was the base of this new transition that was yeah. coming into the yeah. the late 90s and early 2000s with people like nelly uh eminem dr dre put out some new stuff in the nine late 90s early 2000s you had busta rhymes oh man he was phenomenal now you have people even in the christian industry like nf that are throwing out these rhymes and these flows that you've never heard don't, before. Don't forget about NAC. 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 I probably know them. I just you don't. know NAC. Um, Do I? Yeah, little man. Oh, NAC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> NAC. So wow. So wow. Uh, hey, wow. Uncle Ben. Oh. Put it this way, Nathan. Wow. My my nephew. My nephew. My nephew. My Nathan. Um, Dave. David's cousin, uh, Phil's son, Nathan, just put out his first EP ever, and it's hip hop, and it's pretty good for his first ever EP. I think you know he's fourteen. No one's no one's asked my opinion. My opinion is this: keep on working. That's um, right. Hip hop is one of my favorite genres, especially early '90s hip hop, '90s hip hop in general, and then early 2000s with Eminem uh nelly uh nelly's crew the uh st louis something i forget now but um i used to listen to all that then you had you had groups like tlc you had um Water some blocks. other groups as well like the, they just threw out this solid i'm well, let's be and, honest and, if if your flow wasn't good you weren't good right right and yeah. so yeah. with their flow and how they they used the the riffs and the rhythm and the flow and and what they did and every single one of them were different you couldn't find two alike and it's all it's all kind of kind of dripped down into pop music so that you can't find uh -huh. pop music now that isn't influenced right. by some of those right so with that uh i chose hip-hop 90s to early 2000s i think what they're producing now is total garbage other than yeah. nf and eminem honestly right. so yeah with hip-hop i just from early 2000 or early 90s to 2000s, you still have people like Eminem. You still have people like, uh, you know, NF, but it's, they sound similar and yeah, everything's going to start sounding more similar instead of cutting edge. And I feel like the cutting edge stuff is kind of garbage and a mess. So a little bit. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's what I got to say. All right. Fantastic. It's a good, it's a good take on all three of those. Uh, of those, hip hop sucks the most. Clearly, um, true. I don't actually agree with that. But yeah, well, believe nobody, what you want to believe. Nobody cares. Nobody Did cares about anybody opinion. Ask what we thought about your opinion. My no, other idea was did. I could I could talk about country music. Oh, uh, also sucks. Oh. Just saying. Just saying. Two of us have gone to college for music, uh, partially. And Congratulations. Uh, yeah. You know what I have to say about education? It yeah, clouds, we know what you have to say. It clouds about the mind. That's not true from what jesus really wants to do with your life that is potentially true yes you're right that is potentially true unless god called you to, unless god called you to college and called you to an education which i believe he firmly did uh anyway with ben's wrong opinion noted uh and chancy <laughs> and my right opinions fair. noted There's we're gonna move on people. to the next part of our 
of Against our Swan. conversation. And uh, I didn't even have to self-mute him for that. It, it happened. We're going to talk about uh, our drinks. Ooh. And again, this is the portion of the show that our mother hates. Sorry, mom. My mom she doesn't, doesn't care. Okay, one, mom doesn't one, care too much. hold on. One, I don't think mom absolutely hates this. I think you're she right. She wishes we didn't. Yeah. But I don't think she understands it. And I think she realizes that she doesn't understand why. And that's okay. Do it. And that's fine. And that's okay. That's and we, we, don't, we don't hold any nope. judgments on that. Nope. So That's why we do NA drinks from, from time to time. Yeah. Uh, this week, this week, I, it was this week. And go, ahead. <laughs> this, it, it, go for it, Phil. This week, it was a wild card, so we kind of all got to pick our drinks. And uh, I'm going to let our guests go first. Chancy? Well, one of my kind of what I enjoy is my red wait, solo wait, 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 stop, 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 red Chancy. Solo cup. Chancy, the I last time you up, it's the time, time to party. I saw Chancy with a red solo party. cup was in college. I actually talked to him tonight, Phil, and, and we it joked wasn't, about it. And it wasn't pretty, ladies and gentlemen. You actually it wasn't about pretty. Who? Uh, Jeff, I, I ran into Jeff. To, we were out tonight for a little while. It, Ladies and gentlemen, the last time I saw him with a solo cup was in college, and it wasn't pretty. It was not That's pretty. That's all I'm going to say. Chancey, go not ahead. something we promote. <laughs> no. no. No, not at all. Not at all. But um, we were anyways, young and stupid in college. Hey, speak for yourself. I was young We were young and smart <laughs> in college, but not real bright. Not real bright sometimes. Yeah. But anyways, what I'm drinking tonight is pink, kinky, and what? bright. I don't think you can say that word. No, I will say that word on the internet. Yes, I can. No, My cat's can. name is Kinky for crying out loud. I'm for going to have to say this is not for kids and put an age restriction on this because of your chancy. <sighs> that is the name Thank of the alcohol. You. Thank you for saying that word. No, no, <laughs> that's, ben, the name that's, of the because alcohol. His, that's because of his beard. We're going to have to put the age restriction on here. I thought it was because of my mustache. <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm trying to. Okay, Chancy, you you've piqued my interest. What is pink kinky? Pink kinky is, uh, wow, you're gonna blank me for a second, but it's blood orange. Okay. Um, mango and passion fruit. Okay. Liqueur. It, oh, liqueur. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what? what did, what is the difference between liquor and liqueur for those of the viewers that don't That's understand? It's a good question. It's a good question. You don't know? Uh, a, li a liqueur is, a, it, I believe it derives from Italy or Spain. I believe it's Italy. And it right. is actually a lower alcohol content than hard liquor. Yep. Um, it is. I'll and it's that. more of a sugary drink than mm -hmm. a yes. alcoholic yep. drink. That um, makes sense. However, more, you can bomb some of them. Yeah. It's more of an aperitif, uh, something more along the lines of a schnapps, something yes. like that. Yeah. I would like, agree with that. More like a uh, Tawaka. Tawaka is a liqueur. I have no uh, clue what a Tawaka had is. Oh, when I used to party, Tawaka bombs. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> when, when I say party, when I say party, I didn't actually party. <laughs> so, no, you didn't. But I did enjoy a Tawaka bomb every and, morning. And Chansey, I, did, I missed. What are you mixing that uh, whatever Sprite. it is with? Sprite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seven up Sprite, lemon, lemon lime. Just kind of a yeah, basic, cool. kind of plain Jane tonic. Tonic. There you go. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Ben, what do you got? I am drinking a Illinois beer. I am celebrating 
11 days of being a single father for 11 days and Lola just got home tonight. So Yay! I'm having a anti-hero from Illinois. It is only fitting that the character. I see your governor's on the can. Yes. <laughs> yes. A little thinner though. So yeah, no, true. <laughs> I mean, younger years. <laughs> a, a little bit more green. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, trying yeah, to get, get that. that light. There you go. Yep. A little bit more, gr- less green and yeah. eye patch. You know, he, yeah. he threw back that. So, uh-huh. um, no, but it's a IPA from Revolution Brewing Brewing Company. If you ever want to sponsor us, Revolution Brewing Company, we'd be open to that. Where's Revolution's? Um, they're out of the Chicago area, I believe. Let me see. Made in China. Yes, yeah, Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Made in the no. Um, and they actually have some no really good difference. beers. What I've heard is their barrel aged bre- brewery or mm-hmm. their brew. Uh, it's been a long 11 days. Um, their barrel-aged brew is one of the top barrel-aged brews in the nation, is what I've heard. So, Revolution, if you want to send me some of that, because I don't want to pay your ridiculous price for four of them. Right. It's like right. 30 bucks. Yeah. Send me a couple. I've um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. A barrel-aged brew is a very good brew. It is, but I don't think it's worth... You, you buy four for 30 bucks. Ouch. Yeah. Oh. In the few in the next coming weeks, I'm going to have some brew, brews that I cannot get in my area. Yeah, that I'm so excited about because I ordered them online. So, can you do that in Illinois? You can order beer online. Uh, there's an app called Tavor, and so you can <sighs> only so. Here's we a can't plug. do that. No, in South Dakota, it's illegal nope. for us to do that in South Dakota. Can't even um, order in wine or anything. Yeah. Nope. Not uh, yet. Poor you. Well, it it just came available in the last. Well, since. Since my denomination said that pastors are allowed to drink, uh-huh. it became available. But like, there's a beer from Tampa, Florida. It's a Bilberry Frank Payne. So I, I don't think know I that had is. that when I was in Tampa a few years ago. I this remember is liking a, it. So so I just the shipment left today, and this beer just came out from one of my favorite breweries in Colorado. Oh, so I didn't then. Uh, no, not that one. Okay. This is a new one. Weldworks Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. If you want to sponsor us and send me beer, I would be totally fine with that because you're send my favorite you beer. beer. Oh, yeah. They can't send it to me. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. can bring it to you. So send it to me in the next there we go. four days and I hey. can take some to my brother. Woo, but um, hopefully they have a Weldworks fossilization brewing company. Uh, special, uh, sp- I can't pronounce that. Artesian Ales. Um, anything by these guys they're just amazing but that's the app i order off of um i have like a blueberry beer from 903 brewing company 903 sponsor us we'd love to we'd love to connect with you (laughs) um you don't even have to send us money just send us beer (laughs) so no the money um, would be good too though let's face it well if you send me beer i don't have to buy beer so therefore i save money we're still not monetized though um anyway uh, oh oh I, I chose oh. I chose this beer because this is what's in my fridge and this is the best beer I can get at a gas station because I had David for 11 days right. and I ran out of beer like a week ago and I was like well I you know maybe I could get a six pack and so I went in they had an, a micro brew beer at the gas impressive. station so I said okay let me pick this up and more gas stations are actually carrying some of the micro brews which uh-huh. is really nice. And I thank yeah. you for that. Because when I go to Podunk, South Dakota, I cannot do that. Hey. Hey. So, hey. Unless I go to Sioux Falls or Aberdeen or Rapid City, 
I'm pretty sure Pierre hardly carries uh, any microbrews. We carry microbrews. Okay, well, when I'm up there next week, hopefully. We're going to have – P.S., we might be together, me and we him. Might. That'd be that great. guy over there. So We might actually be able to do a podcast together. Yeah, one time. Together. All right. Very anyway, cool. that's my beer, and the reason I'm having a beer tonight is celebration. That's right. That's right. Not because we had the podcast at all. No. Vlog, no. Whatever Not it is we're calling this thing. Two birds, one beer. So you may notice that I've got this very sophisticated martini glass. And it looks more like martinis at Matt's. It's, uh, it's not a martini, <laughs> though, obviously. Um, so for the past few days, I've been experimenting a little bit. We got, a, um, we got some Tito's vodka, Tito's from Austin, Texas. Fantastic stuff about it's, them. It's a great vodka. It How'd is, you get it? We, we, they sell it all over the place up here. All over the place. Makes sense. Real easy to get. Um, so we picked up some of that the other day and we had some pineapple juice and some orange juice and some cream. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, that doesn't sound half bad together. And so I started playing with the ratios and mixing it up. And what I've got is a really good drink here. And um, to my knowledge, nobody else has made anything like it. Um, and I haven't come up with a name yet, but what it is, is it's, um, two shots of pineapple juice. It's two shots of pineapple juice, two shots of orange juice, uh, two shots of heavy whipping cream, four shots of vodka shaken with ice, uh, and two heaping tablespoons of brown sugar, but not stirred, not stirred, <laughs> shaken. Uh, and then that's enough for two of these glasses. So my wife and I each get to have one. I think you need to call it the floozy Philly. The floozy Philly. That's not a bad name, actually. <laughs> I know. I like that. It's the floozy Phil. But Phil. Chancy, but Chancy was saying something, which leads me to to believe that maybe this drink has been created and has a name, and he wasn't, and he's aware of it and not telling us. No, I only created one drink in my time, and we're not going to talk about. We're it. not going to talk about that one, Chancy. No, 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 no. No, never. Was, was it a night out on Chance? Uh, it was, <laughs> it was a night out. It was a night out. Yep. A night out. <laughs> there are many, many stories that oh. Chancey and I share that will never go on the internet. A chance, a chance on a night out. That's what so, your drink's called? <laughs> no, we came up with a name for it, as I recall. You're not we allowed did. to share it, huh? We're not going to share not. it. Nope. You never. see, ladies and gentlemen, Chancey and I went to college in a time before smartphones and cameras everywhere. And we I like it that evidence. way. Whoa, 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 hold on. I went to college before smartphones and cameras. No, you didn't go to college. You went to a tech Sorry, institute. I went to what I call high school college, yes. which is equivalent to high school, just they consider it a higher level, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and so I went to high school college before smartphones and uh, cameras everywhere and all that. Yep. So anyway, what did we say? Philly floozy? The Philly, Philly the floozy. floozy. Or something like that. Yeah. Fill the, the floozy. What? <laughs> floozy Philly. Anyway, it's super good. Um, and again, I can only have one of them because I'm lactose intolerant. So double it's gonna bonus. Make, it's gonna it limits how much I drink. Uh, it won't because <laughs> so. there's not enough in here to do the job. Thank anyway, uh, you'll have to share that with Vol. Is it fruity? Is it? It's yeah. It's, so you get um, it's sweet and fruity. You get a lot of the pineapple and orange. And uh, because of the brown sugar, it adds a richness to it because brown sugar's got that molasses in it. Yeah. Um, and the creaminess from the cream, it's just, it's all around just really, really good. And it is, it is a little boozy because it's got, I mean, there's yeah. two shots of vodka in this. So you might have to share that with Lola if we're up there next week. Yeah. 
uh, and then we might just get a hotel. So, well, there you um, go. <laughs> anyway, Hey, thank you so much for joining us this week. Like I said earlier, if you haven't followed us, if you haven't uh, subscribed to our channel, please do so. If you ha don't have a YouTube channel, sign up, get that YouTube channel, subscribe to our channel, and then hit that bell at the very top corner. Ring the bell. Uh, because if you ding, hit that ding, bell, ding. then you will get a notification when we show up on your screen with walking right. to a bar. It seems like a bad joke. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you didn't, forget you. I don't care. No. You had fun. If you did, oh, tell us what's... We're Wait, looking what? to improve. Give us critique. Tell yeah, us what sorry. we can do better. I keep on forgetting. Like, don't nice bite guys that chanty guy again. Yeah, no, that's probably the one thing <laughs> so, they did enjoy. Um, no, so if you if you want to see new content, maybe you have something that you want to see. We've had recommendations. We're going to have my friend, my best friend from from school on yeah. here in a few it's weeks. Be good. Um, Even though he's wrong about Matrix, just like you. No, I mean, he is a genius when it comes to Matrix. Dead and, uh, wrong about the Matrix. <laughs> It's a terrible show. Don't watch it. Don't oh, watch it. God. Don't get sucked into the matrix. Get sucked um, in. It's so worth it. So it anyway, uh, we've enjoyed this time together. I hope you've enjoyed it with us. We enjoy doing this. So tell us what you want to see next. We'd love to input some of your stuff. It's hard coming up with yep. ideas. Yep. I'm an idea man, and I know that. But it's hard coming up with ideas of it what is. to do next. And we don't want to bore you. So join us. Let us know what you want. If you are willing to be on our podcast, let us know that too, because we'd love to have you. Different viewpoints are great. And, uh, yep. you know, Chansey, we love having you here, bud, man. Thanks for filling in for Matt uh, while Matt's under the weather. Yep. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, You're not welcome. a problem. Next week, we hope to have Matt back uh, because Phil and I will most likely be together as of tomorrow. We'll find out. But uh, we want to get my truck fully functional before yep. i take off for south dakota and that's right not run into an issue because phil has my topper so i've got his topper yep so that I brings up another movie i can't no we're not going there topper <laughs> i love hot shots part one or part two yeah. <laughs> so they were anyway, both bad they were, uh, they were both hilarious um so anyway, we love you guys. This has been a really long outro. So hit that subscribe button, the notification button at the top right corner. And I will see you next week. Thanks for joining us on Walk Into a Bar. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you.